What's up, everybody? This is Sydney, and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. Y'all know me. I'm your host, Sean, and my co-host, Sydney. What up? What up? <clears throat> so, this will be our first show uh, with no live football to talk about. Um, but even if we did have live football, there is obviously something more pressing uh, to talk about with two days ago, um, the Kobe Bryant news and um, him passing away and his daughter uh, in the plane crash with the nine people, among the nine people that were killed. Um, you are the Laker fan. You have watched more of Kobe's career than I have, probably twice as much, um, considering regular season basketball games. So... The floor is yours, whatever you want to say. Um, everybody that knows me knows how big I am a fan of Kobe Bryant. Uh, when I first started really paying attention to sports, it was basketball. Basketball was the first sport I really got into. And Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Los Angeles Lakers were hot at the time. So they were obviously who I was drawn to in the beginning. Um, and sports, sports has always been a huge part of my life, like most men. And for 18 years of that, Kobe was the biggest part for me. Um, I... I mean, I've, I'll debate with anybody on any day, and I have for a long time that I take Kobe over LeBron any day, or, you know, like that's the, the, I heard somebody say this earlier, and it's so true. Kobe fans are so different than, than any other because they, there's, there's a resilience and a loyalty to him that you don't really, you don't really see. I'm guessing Jordan fans had it too. Is you can definitely still see it in some of them, but but with the Kobe fan base, it was it was definitely different. Um, the news, like I said, when you first, when you first see it, you don't want it to be true. So you first see it on TMZ, and you tell yourself, well, TMZ don't always get it right. Let's see, let's see who else gonna come with it. And I found myself searching through outlets and outlets and outlets and. It, it was shocking. It left you in a state of shock. You text me, uh, you, uh, well, you text the group, and you were like, you don't remember um, something bringing a day to a halt like that in a very long time, and, and mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Um, man, he was somebody I looked up to. He was somebody who we grew up with. Man, he came in the league in 96. I started watching him in 98. and watched, watched him from 98 to 2016. And even now, you know, you still, anything that he's coming out with, I'm checking for and trying to see what he has going on. But it's it's crazy. It's, you you would have never, never guessed, man. And even in eight, and I keep thinking, man, I'm like, dang, man, I watched him play basketball for 18. The man's only 41 years old. 
that's so young and to go out so tragically and with your daughter and with so many other kids and people on board it's <clears throat> there's there's no words to explain it's it's tragic man so the first thing you said was uh this is this would definitely be one of those things where when it when you get the news you you always I just remember where I was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, 9-11, I remember like it was yesterday. Um, and this is the first thing that I can remember like that, that I was I was sitting in the gym and when I read that news, I was I, I could hardly finish my workout. I had to push through because I was like I'm working out, but yeah. whatever. It just, it just was one of those things where I was like, this, this cannot be true, and I just keep refreshing the news and stuff. I, I, like I said, 9/11 was the last time that I could remember just sitting in front of the TV on a loop, just yeah. CNN, ESPN, back and forth, just seeing what everybody was saying about it. Social media. Um, even if you weren't a diehard basketball fan or even if you didn't care about basketball, everybody knows about it. Everybody's talking about it everywhere you go. Um, this is the first celebrity death, uh, too, for me, that that you that that kind of got me to a point where I wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I'm a I'll tell you a little more about where I lost it. Um, but you know. Like, for the most part, we don't we don't really know celebrities. You know, we see them on yeah. TV and whatever like that. But um, forty one is so young, man. Like, you know, for him to have only been away from the game four years, this would have been the year for his Hall of Fame speech. But he was still so much in the public eye. You see him on Lakers games and stuff like that, and all the, uh, at the Lakers games and all of the stuff that he had going on that wasn't basketball but as a father of two girls um everything that i see on social media man 41 is so young but 13 is just a baby bro that's just a baby and it 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 gives me teary-eyed because when i see videos of him and how much he enjoyed being a father and how much um, I could see his his daughter at young ages. Um, I see my kids in their faces. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when my kids were at that stage. I remember when my kids were doing this. And every video you see him talking about how much he enjoyed being a dad and being that. I, I just I can't imagine those last moments. It it tears me up, bro. Like it's just. I, I, I would, I would die, bro. Seriously, like it's just that's the part that gets me. Cause like I said, Kobe, he lived a, it wasn't not a full life, but he lived a life. He lived, you know what I'm yeah. And um, thirteen's just too young, bro. It's just, it's just too young. So, um, you know, I had a teacher in high school. Um, uh, she told me one thing, something that I will never, ever forget. It stuck with me. Um, and I, I think about it all the time. Uh, the hardest thing about death is that life goes on. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm sitting there. I was watching the news, or watching, looking on social media, and at some point, I was like, "Look, I, I cannot continue to be this immersed in this. I have to get up and do something because yeah. I, I can't continue to be sad. I, there's no, there's no easy way to segue from it, but I, I have to because I have to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I have to find a way to to laugh and smile and keep my day moving because I just I, I can't sit here and be sad all day. Yeah. And you say that about remembering where you at and where you were doing. I was sitting here doing homework and my homework came to a halt for four hours. I was gone from doing my homework to just, like you say, being immersed in, in everything that's going on and the different reports you got to cycle through. Well, who was with him? Was it all of his daughters? Was it, you know, like what was going, what's really going on here? And um, yeah, so I, I had to come back. I was like, come on, sister, you gotta, you gotta finish your homework. Like, you gotta, you gotta get back to it. And uh, eventually, I did. And after I did it, I, I tried to stay away from it in general for the rest of the day because when I when I when I found out it was true I was literally sitting here shaking and I've never like I'm for it to be somebody I've never met before in my life but once again for 18 years I'm rushing to my television to watch this man do what he what he loves to do and do what he's great at and it to be in the public eye for that long of course you know people are going to feel like I know this man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is too sad, bro. Um, he touched so many lives. All the athletes um, that, you know, are saying their piece on social media. Um, you know, I've I seen a lot of people saying that the NBA should have canceled the games. I think the early game, the ones that kicked, that kicked off, that tipped off at, 2.30 and, and 3 o'clock mm-hmm. on that Sunday, right. you understand, you understood that, that that just was something that couldn't happen at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe they would cancel the, the later games when they didn't. Um, you know, it, it's too much money, too much, you know, stuff tied up in that. They, yeah. they, they just couldn't do that at, that quickly. Um, but again, I, I love seeing stuff like Kendrick Perkins. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of people are not going to take it the, the way that it should be, like maybe try to think of it as a publicity stunt type thing. But um, it just it was one of the things that made you want to be at peace with people because mm-hmm. it was so abrupt. Um, I don't have any things like that in my life, but it it really just made me hug my kids and you know what I what I do for a living um to leave the next day knowing that I work a job where coming home is a question exactly Um, so it was that was hard again to just be like man I just want to be with my kids right now um so I was happy to come back home and and it just makes you it puts everything in perspective bro like just Whatever is going on, it's just it's just not that serious, bro. And we talk about it all the time. Well, I have a I had a relationship that was like that, that you know, we were at odds for years. Um, where it was it just was not as peaceful as it should have been. Yeah. Uh, 
just let that go, man. Because it's not that serious. Just it's, it's just not life. Yeah, life is is too fragile, and in in our life, well, in my lifetime, this is the first person who this is the first person who I looked at as immortal and mortality hit. You know, and that's when you see somebody like that, and man, that can ha- it happen to him in the blink of an eye. No control over anything. That's how fragile life is. And yeah, like me, me surviving a crash that could have that took a life that could have easily taken my life a few years ago. It's just a reminder. Like it's like you say, if you if you at odds with somebody, it's not worth it. Yeah. Over it. Move on. Life is too short, man. Yeah. I do um I like that they canceled the game tonight, uh Lakers yeah. Clippers. I I like that they did that. I like that um the league is allowing players to to uh change their jersey numbers in honor of him too. Um, I'm quite sure the rest of this basketball season is going to be a lot filled with him, especially in the All-Star game. And the further the Lakers go, the more, you know, so it's it's going to be a long, a long rest of the season. But uh, he's been he's going to be honored the way he should be. Um, Two things. Everybody, everybody in the league. Retiring eight and or twenty four. Um, I think I don't I don't like that idea as much as I like um, because he can only play for the Lakers is the reason I feel that way. But um, I I am on board with them changing the logo. I, I had a conversation with somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, about uh, them doing that and them saying that oh you know well what happens when Michael Jordan dies? What happens when? LeBron dies, assuming that their lives doesn't end so abruptly. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, then then that's a different conversation. But yeah. also, because there had already been conversation about changing the logo, mm-hmm. um, if there was ever a time to do it, this is, I'm fine with it, with, with yeah. this reason. Um, but you know what I was thinking about, too? How crazy is it that the two numbers that he wore are violations in the rules of the game mm-hmm. that t- that the teams would do 24 second violations and eight yeah. second violations. That was pretty cool. But I also think um them canceling Lakers Clippers, I think they shouldn't play it. Wouldn't it be cool if the Lakers ended the season with 81 games? Wouldn't that be cool? Oh yeah, that would be cool. So um yeah. Um I agree with the logo, but I, I also don't see I also wouldn't mind if they retired this jersey. Not even if you don't, even if you choose one, you don't have to retire both numbers. But even if you choose one and say, "Okay, look, we're gonna retire 24," because, um, like you said, the you want to assume that every Jordan, LeBron, those guys are gonna live a full life. And once again, this was a tragedy. This isn't mm-hmm. something uh, that's occurring often. So you know, you assume that those guys are gonna be able to live a full life and um. Yeah, I I don't see no problem with that. I like that Mark Cuban came out and said nobody will ever wear 24 again. Um, and I expect to see more of that. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
as far as on the court too, um, me and you, you being a Lakers fan, um, and as unbiased as you can be because the Lakers have a good roster, um, I was already saying that the Lakers were going to win the whole thing. Let me tell you something. If you if you think, Le- bruh, think about it, man, LeBron going to be on a mission when the playoffs start. When the play, I the second half of the season is going to be ridiculous. The first half was already ridiculous for a person of his age. Mm-hmm. The second half of the season is going to be ridiculous for him, bro. Bro, like I, we both had the Lakers, you know, going to the championship and winning the championship this year. Uh, yeah, it's it just got a bit easier for a horrible reason, but right, it's going to translate, you know. Yeah. Okay, you got anything else? No, no. So that's there's really no easy way to switch gears. Um, so before we talk about the actual game that's coming up on Sunday, um, did you make it through the Aaron Hernandez documentary? Yes. yes. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk about that just because it's so popular right now. Um, that was a plan. Yeah. And that was the original plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for, for this week's show, um, let me start with what I thought of it because you you have a little more information. Uh, you are yeah. the uh, the Gladiator podcast, right? Which four, is what four days. episodes? Was it four? I think so. I think it's four. Okay. Um, I gotta tell you, I I had a little bit of context. Um, mm-hmm. I know about the Old Boy murder. Obviously, the, the thing that ended up being the the thing that he got caught with. Um, I knew about him being connected in the double murder and and the things that happened in Gainesville. Didn't know about him shooting his friend in the face. That was that was crazy. What's wrong with you, man? All right, so uh, let the documentary itself. I was disappointed by it just because I thought that because they put together a documentary, because there was the podcast and everybody, this was something that nobody had ever seen before like this in sports. I thought there was more, going to be more detail, more insight. Not really. It just was killing people for no reason. Like this was kind of stupid. Like it, like at the end of them, at the end of it for them to go, whatever you want to tie it to CTE him being gay, uh, him trying to be in the gang or whatever, his, his dad died, whatever influence all that stuff had on his life, even when you look at stuff like this, when you go, okay, well, somebody who is um, involved in a lot of domestic abuse, you know, or mm-hmm. that that's what they saw their father do all the time and, and crazy shit, like, none of these murders even made any sense. Like, and very rarely do you do you go, well, you know, we talk, I talk about it all the time when I watch stuff like First 48, all these shows about murder. Very rarely do I go, well. Okay. Yeah. Because there is no, because it's murder. There really is no logic behind you. Mm-hmm. You really just go, bruh, it's not that serious. Like, you yeah. ain't got to kill nobody over it. So, but I thought there was more to it than this. This was just, this wasn't betrayal or anything this was just stupid just what's wrong with you man like you can't you can't kill people 
Like, that ain't how this works. This ain't fucking Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah. What do you think this is, bro? Like, so, I, I don't know. It was three hours. I don't want to say it was horrible. I just was, I just thought there would be more information and it wasn't. And, yeah, so, yeah. So, you thought that, like you said, you thought the murders somewhat made more sense. Yeah. And that's what the they were going to divulge on. But, like, I, for me, I already have listened to the Gladiator podcast. Um, I knew much of what they gave us in the documentary. And it's really, I mean, they did a, they did a good job of, the timeline was the most important thing. And and that's what they narrowed down on. They they kind of went overboard with the gay stuff and yeah. Uh, in the documentary and in, in, in the podcast they did mention it and they talked about it, but they were kind of strong, heavy-handed with it uh on this Netflix documentary. Um but still the the timeline it it was very much interesting, you know, for him to for him to be an active NFL player winning Super Bowls, performing mm-hmm. at a high level. Well, he didn't, he didn't win one. Didn't they win. lost the one. No, they lost the one against the Giants. He wasn't on any of the teams that won it. You sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he wasn't on any of the teams that won the, that won the Super Bowl. They won the year after. He... he uh, got put away from murder or whatever, but the the one against the Giants, they lost that one. That was the only one he played in, and there was no other one. Mm-hmm. I could have swore in the documentary they showed him holding the trophy. That's why I could have swore he won one. Well, well, you know they when they play, they take the pictures with it and stuff. When you play in the Super Bowl, you know that before they do it. Well, no, it was it would have been after the picture that I envisioned in my mind would have been after the Super Bowl had finished. Um, but anyway, yeah. So for him to have been playing at such a high level, to have just gotten awarded such a big contract, for him to be in in the practice facilities and in the games and stuff like nothing's nothing. Nothing is going on with me. Like I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm good. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I and that aspect of it is mm-hmm. what really caught and kept my attention through it all. Um, in the Gladiator podcast, they even touch on um a couple more things that he got into while he was still at Florida. Um, and that stuff is interesting too. But overall, it was an interesting documentary. It could have, it could have been more detailed. It could have been less heavy-handed, like I said, with the the gay stuff or the CTE. Because personally, I don't think CTE had anything to do with it. <laughs> no, like, they got a lot of players out here um, who not out here committing murders and double murders that that's been concussed or that now have even died and we see, oh, they had CTE. Right. And the reason I don't want to hear that shit is because um, most of the time, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but most of the time, that stuff, you see them, those people harm themselves before they harm mm-hmm. anybody else. Or they, they like, you know, with Chris Benoit, how he took his family with him or whatever. But this ain't, you just did this because you could. 
Yeah. And you, you thought you could get away with it. That ain't got nothing to do with you having CTE. Those are two yeah. separate things. And uh, another thing that caught me at the end of the documentary was how he got off mm-hmm. for the double murder. Yeah. And, and I can only sit there and imagine if, if he had that lawyer in the first place, he probably could have beat the first one too. Right. But but I also, I mean, do you, I mean, we weren't there, but yeah. Um, with the way the stuff is presented, I, I, he did that. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, it's not about that, though. Like, yeah. he could have beat the case. He yeah, yeah, yeah. When he did that, like, he killed the, he did the double murder. Yeah. And he got off with it. I just feel, I feel like if he had that type of representation, he could have beat the first trial, too. Which is always crazy, because you want, the point of all of this is to get it right. Get, get it right. but. Obviously, as we all know, that's not the case. You know, it's a, you know, and I'm, I'm glad we're getting into that conversation because it, it's a joke to me, bro. Like it, it's all it's a lot of stuff in this country, and I don't want to turn this into a complete political discussion. Yeah. But a lot of stuff in this, it's a joke, bro. It's, it's about, it ain't about if he did it. It's about can you prove it? Can you, know can, you make, can you make somebody think that he did it? Yeah. And, you know, it's like we talk about, like, with, with credit. Credit's a big thing. It ain't even about whether or not you got bad credit. It's about how you can make, how you can play with the number. Mm-hmm. Like, that's stupid. All of it's stupid. Like, just, let me kill myself. All right. So. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a solid documentary. Yeah. Um... So, what else you got? Um, trying to think of anything football-wise. If you, I mean, that is football. If you want to just move on to the game. Yeah, that's what I'm just. No, I have nothing else on the documentary. Um, you had the Pro Bowl. What did you have for the Pro Bowl? Uh. Nothing. I just thought you might have wanted to talk about it. I mean, oh, yeah, I paid. Nope. I turned. I turned it to ESPN for Kobe coverage, and I was like, "Oh, this shit on." Okay, back to ESPN two or CNN. Um, I ended up catching like the last when I when I started trying to get away from all the coverage. I watched the last couple minutes of it. Um, I was able to catch them try one of the. The rule changes they were thinking about um, that they have brought up that they were experimenting with that's not gonna work. Which is what? It's um. Oh, what is it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm trying to remember if it's if you score a touch if you score a touchdown and. And this was after they attempted the two-point conversion. But they were, for some reason, some loophole in this, they were able to try to convert a fourth and 20, uh, one down and 25. I, I don't, I can't, I can't remember. It wasn't in substitute of the, I think it was in substitute of an onside kick. You just get to go for the points. I think it's what it was. But it's from the 25-yard line. You only get one shot at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
you know how I feel about the Pro Bowl. I feel like it's they shouldn't even play the game, but uh, that's different. That's some yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I did see from that is uh, in an interview with Drew Brees in the game um, and how he was talking about that he was going to take a couple of weeks. And I know you feel like it's not a real chance that he's going to retire or that you think that you would lean more that he's going to play again. And I do too. Um, just cause he's, cause he's still playing well. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's surprising to me that there seems to be some time to reflect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that, like it ain't just, yeah. I mean, I only threw two interceptions like the whole season. Like I'm, I'm coming back. Yeah. That, 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 that seems to be, well, let me take a couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just to be 100% sure that I'm coming back. And so that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is surprising. Ultimately, I think he'll be back. I think, like you say, he's playing at such a high level still that there's, there's no reason for him to feel or for anybody else to feel that next year would be any any different. And I think, but the fact that he's mulling over it so hard now, I do think next year will be his last year. I think yeah. he'll, and I, and I think even if part of it is he just doesn't want to put the Saints in a horrible position going into next season, mm-hmm. um, he'll come back and, and play one more year, give it one more shot, and then, help them to be able to transition properly uh, to life without him. But I do expect him to be back next year. But it definitely caught me off guard, too, for him to say, look, I'm going to take a month and think about it, uh, talk to my family, and see what we're going to do from there. Um, so on to the game. Uh, do you – I asked you last week, did you have any early feelings? And uh, you said you were leaning Chiefs. I felt like I was leaning Chiefs too. Um, it's our last show before the actual game. Any changes in your opinion of what's going to happen on Sunday? The thing about it is, there's there, there's nothing to influence you either way. There, there there's nothing that could have happened in this past week for me to be like, uh, you know what, I'm. Except for just thinking about and going over the season, mm-hmm. which we had good perspective on in the first place, coming right off of a conference championship. Mm-hmm. And like I say, San Francisco, to me, is the better team from top to bottom. But Kansas City has the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, they have, and they have a philosophy to where, you know, usually it's, okay, take what they do best away from them. Mm-hmm. And... The fact that Kansas City throws the ball so well and has so much talent around them and has no has no desire to run the football, that makes it harder on a team like San Francisco and and they have a, a mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be the shootout that we're expecting and that we'd love to see. That usually doesn't play out like that in the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm gonna take. I think I'm taking. Well, I'm gonna take Kansas City. I'm gonna Kansas City. So, for me, this game comes down to two things. Um, San Francisco's running game 
versus Kansas City's defense should be um, should favor San Francisco, but not so drastically that I feel like San Francisco could run away with the game. This game to me comes down to San Francisco's defensive line versus Patrick Mahomes. Because usually in these situations when you have high-powered offense, when you have the unstoppable force against the immovable object, most of the time the defense wins because they find a way to disrupt what the offense is comfortable with. Um, and then usually when you have a team that has that high-powered offense, they don't have a great defense. Well, this to me is, is there a reason why Kansas City can stop San Francisco's line from being as dominant as it has been the entire season? The only thing that I think can stop that is Patrick Mahomes has to be otherworldly. There's no reason for me to believe that he won't be because every playoff game he's been in, he has been. Yeah. And so um, it's a big stage. I do think Kansas City is still going to be able to put up points. Um, I think San Francisco is going to be able to put up points too, but um, Mahomes is the best in the game right now. So I know I've been saying Russell Wilson all this time, but, you know, it's with the way Mahomes has played the last couple of weeks is definitely him. Um, so I'm going to go Chiefs 30 to 24, something like that. And if the Chiefs defense can, can hold San Francisco's run game, then San Francisco has no, no chance. Mm-hmm. Once again, I don't, I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo being able to outdo Patrick Mahomes. But that's a big if because we've seen the Chiefs defense look really good this year. We've also seen them look really bad as well. Um, luckily, as of late, it's been really good. So mm-hmm. if, they, if they can if they can shut down the run for a good portion of the game, then they definitely uh yeah definitely take the hand in that. Um yeah, I can I can see that. I can see a 34-27 type game. Uh but yeah, I'm def I'm I'm gonna roll with Kansas City though. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I I'm obviously more excited about it than you are. I, I feel like it's a really good matchup. Um, let's go. I'm excited. I was excited until Sunday happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. It don't even feel like Super Bowl week right now. Like, uh, I listen to my podcast and stuff like that, and they try to – you know, they try to keep it going after Monday. Monday, everybody really tried to look over what happened. And then to today, it kind of got back into a rhythm. But it's, it, it's a big, dark cloud looming over Super Bowl weekend. Hopefully, by Sunday, it's I. Right, it's the Super Bowl. We can all get excited for it. Yeah. Um, I don't usually get too into the media coverage. Uh, I, I did last night just because there wasn't nothing else to do. I was watching the opening night stuff on yeah. uh, NFL Network. But um, you know how I feel about the media coverage on a weekly basis. Um, I feel like it's excessive. 
It, it really is. For them to do this yeah. an entire week, it, it makes no sense. Um, yeah. The only the only coverage I get from it is what comes through the podcast I listen to, Levitard, um, First Take, Skip and Shannon, whatever they putting out there. Um, the awards come out Saturday. Are we pretty much... Uh, I would think so. Uh, are we pretty much aligned in who's going to win what on Saturday? I know MVP, everybody should say Lamar Jackson. I honestly haven't given very much thought to that. Um, so I don't want to spit off the top of my head stuff right now. But um, I, we usually are and in, in stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, because what's been put out there has been put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no change in what we saw in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was I forgot about that too, but that happened Saturday as well. Yeah. Well, next show we'll talk about the game. So yeah. see you next week. What's up everybody? Check out Friendly Fire every Thursday as we discuss the latest and most intriguing topics in sports. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at FriendlyFire08.